Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming, and Happy Hanukkah to everyone. I wish you a holiday full of light and of joy, a holiday in which we remember the real messages of the holiday, uh, in addition to celebrating the message of having the courage to stand up for your principles, the importance for individuals and for communities to be able to worship, to celebrate, to believe as they see fit in the spirit of their tradition. And a holiday in which we remember courage and faith of the Maccabees and of all who have fought for freedom against stronger powers over the centuries and those who do so today. I do want to teach something very specific about Hanukkah coming up, but I want to do it by sharing with you a thought that's about another Jewish tradition, a legal tradition in this case. And um, I spoke about this legal tradition a couple of weeks ago in a sermon that I delivered in the synagogue in our area. The portion at that time was Parshat Vayishlach and began with Jacob sending out messengers, sending out malachim, angels or human messengers, whichever it was, and there are different opinions of that, to, as an advanced party, so to speak, to meet with Esau before Esau came to meet with Jacob and to resume their face-to-face -face relationship in one way or another after so many years of conflict. The legal tradition that I wanted to share, that I shared then and I want to share here, is the tradition of what's known as a shaliach, an agent. The word shaliach, like the word vayishlach, comes from the word to send, and in Jewish law, a shaliach is somebody who is appointed by an individual to perform a mitzvah on their behalf that they can either choose, cannot do or choose not to do. So I can appoint a shaliach to do something for me in my place under certain circumstances. Let me give you an example or a couple of examples. First of all, uh, 30 years ago next month, we'll observe, we, we, celebrated the Brit Milah, the ritual circumcision of our son. It is a responsibility, it is a mitzvah, a commandment, an obligation for parents to have their son have the Brit Milah, the ritual circumcision, at eight days, if at all possible. Most parents, myself certainly included, do not actually want to perform the circumcision. So we engage with a mole a person who has been trained to do this procedure. And in essence, that moel becomes our shaliach, our agent, our representative to perform the mitzvah on our behalf. In fact, many mohalim will, before they perform the uh, brit milah, will ask the parents to formally appoint them orally as, the, as their shaliach. But whether they do that or not, it's presumed that that's what the moel is doing doing the mitzvah for the parents because they choose not to because they are unable, they're not familiar enough with the mitzvah or even if they're familiar enough with the procedure, don't want to do it. Uh, in this particular case, they're not trained, so we, we hire a mole. That mole becomes the shaliach. Another example that is very familiar to people who attend services in the synagogue, the person who leads the service is referred to as the shaliach tzibor, the representative of the congregation. 
Now, the representative of the congregation can mean two different things. It can mean representing the congregation before God, which is important, but it's also the idea that that person becomes the shaliach, the agent, for people who are unable to say all the prayers on their own. Perhaps their Hebrew isn't good enough. Perhaps they, they, they aren't familiar with the prayers. And therefore, by listening to the shaliach tibor, by listening carefully, by answering amen to the blessings, by singing along with the shaliach tibor to the extent that they can, they have, in essence, appointed a shaliach to fulfill the mitzvah that they cannot adequately perform. And that's the role of the shaliach tzibor, the, the, the leader in the congregation, is the one who will, in fact, perform the mitzvah on behalf of the community, specifically those who cannot do that on their own. So in those cases, a shaliach is very appropriate. There are some cases where a shaliach is not appropriate. Let me give you two examples of that. I don't know that this is as prevalent a custom as it was at one time, but it was prevalent that people would pay somebody to go to the minion, to go to the service in the synagogue and say the mourner's Kaddish on their behalf for a relative for whom they were obligated to say the Kaddish for. So I don't go to the service, but I'm paying uh, this particular individual to say the Kaddish on my behalf. That doesn't work in my mind because the Kaddish prayer there are many different interpretations of what it's about. For me, it's a statement of faith by the individual who has, uh, who has lost a close relative. And therefore, no one can actually take that emotional step of saying, I'm doing this for somebody else. It's something we have to do on our own. Now, of course, there can be situations where people absolutely cannot be in a minion, my suggestion would be they would say a memorial prayer of a different kind, which you can say without a minion, Kaddish is one of those prayers that has to be said with a minion, but there are other memorial prayers that one could say, and I think that would be a better answer than to pay somebody to say Kaddish uh, on your behalf. Uh, another example, people will sometimes say, I've made a contribution to such and such yeshiva or such and such study program so that uh, somebody will study Torah in my name. Well, I think it's wonderful to donate to people who are studying Torah, who are teaching Torah. That's what you want to do. That's great. But that does not obviate you. That doesn't release you. And it doesn't obviate your responsibility to, in fact, study Torah on your own. You may not be able to study Torah in the depth of somebody who is doing it more seriously and with more of a background. But everything that we do anyway that we study Torah is, in fact, an important obligation, an important mitzvah for a Jew. So therefore, to say... I can't, I don't have to study Torah because I've paid somebody to study for me. doesn't work. You can't appoint a shaliach to, do, to study Torah on your behalf and then feel that you don't have to. So those are two examples where appointing a shaliach doesn't work. Now let's go back to Hanukkah. One of the things that has been happening in recent years, and, and it's, it's an older tradition, recent, very recently, but it is becoming much more prevalent, in, in recent times, in our public menorah lightings, public Hanukkah lightings, public lightings of a large menorah, perhaps in a public square, that brings up some issues, but I'll ignore them for the time being, or in a private space such as a synagogue outside the building, somehow doing it publicly and having everybody join together in the community to, to witness this happening. I think it's beautiful. 
it's wonderful. Again, there may be some issues in terms of public areas and civil religion. I don't want to get involved in those areas right now some other time. But in general, it's a wonderful thing that people gather together. And I think it becomes really important, especially in our day and age, because I think people see it as a statement of, if you want to use the word defiance, I would use that word, but at least a statement of pride against those who are uh, who those who are uh, anti-Semitic, those who are expressing anti-Semitic thoughts, whatever. It's a statement that says, like the Maccabees made, this is what we do and we're proud of it and we want to do it because this is our tradition, this is our faith. And I think it's wonderful. It's done publicly. But I want to point out one thing about this. And it goes with that concept of shaliach that I just spoke about. If you go to one of these programs, it does not release you from the obligation to do the blessings yourself, to light a Hanukkah menorah, Hanukkiah, and to put the candles or the oil menorah, whichever you use, in your window the way that our tradition calls for. It's one thing to do it publicly, and some people will bring along a smaller menorah with them, and that's okay, that, 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 might, that, that satisfies me. But one way or the other, we, this is not the kind of mitzvah that we want to appoint a shaliach to perform for us and then say, therefore, we don't have to do it in our homes. So I would urge those of you who are going to attend a public Hanukkah lighting, a public menorah lighting, to go, enjoy yourself, find it meaningful, but either before or after to make sure at the proper time that you've lit a, a menorah in your home as well. Because to me, that you doing it personally, and again, as I say, some places will invite people to bring a menorah along with them and do it there. The function isn't so much the home as important as that is, is that you actually are saying the blessings and lighting the candles yourself, not just depending upon this uh, this um, public lighting to fulfill your responsibility because I think it does make an important point that as important as these public ceremonies are and they are beautiful and meaningful especially in our day and age your home should also have Hanukkah lights lit so there's a limit to allowing those to be your shaliach it's wonderful to see but you should be doing it yourself because that's a mitzvah that all of us can perform in our homes and in our hearts with our families, with uh, around us, and performing these, this mitzvah for ourselves. So have a wonderful, wonderful Hanukkah. Enjoy. Enjoy the latkes. Don't get into too much of a debate about sour cream or applesauce. You can mix them together or have them both there on the table. Whatever works for you. But... Uh, just enjoy the holiday. Remember what it means. Remember what the holiday means. And remember that the mitzvah, the, the obligation to light the Hanukkah menorah in our homes, or at least wherever we are at that moment, should be a very personal one and not one that we depend upon somebody else to do for us. Until next time, thank you.